You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello, After Chatters. Josh Chernoff here. Before we get into this week's episode, which we recorded last night, I wanted to let you know of the breaking news that we found out this morning, and that is that our very own Bill Apter has been inducted into the 2018 class of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. On behalf of all the After Chatters and myself, we want to congratulate Bill Apter on this incredible honor of being inducted into the 2018 class of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. It could not have happened to a more deserving guy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the After Chat episode 20. I am your co-host, Josh Chernoff, and I am joined, as always, for the past 20 episodes by the legendary... Bill Apter. Bill, welcome back to the After Chat. Well, I'm so glad to be back with my co-host, Josh So Says Chernoff. And welcome, everybody. Uh, episode number 20. Number 20. Some people said we wouldn't get to 19. That was me. <laughs> that was you, yes. <laughs> but no, I want to thank all you uh, After Chatters out there for continuing to love us on the pod waves here. And... Episode number 20. And I want to thank, of course, all the uh, sponsors so far. So far, yes. Yeah, so, so, far. so far. They were one of our best sponsors. <laughs> yes, they were the Slow Far Company. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but no, we want to thank Blue Chew and, um, of course, uh, Mac Davis's company. Yes. And Smart Hold. That is Smart Hold. That's correct. And we also had the. Uh, uh, was I believe which podcast was it, uh, Josh? That's also uh, helped sponsor us. It was the Rock and Wrestling podcast. That's what um, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Giving some love, I and mean, he hasn't. He's not even sponsoring this week. But uh, yeah, but, but we're, we're giving love to all back. our sponsors and upcoming sponsors too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, By the way, I put out a tweet earlier this week that as a holiday present, we are offering extreme cut rate deals on our advertising and if people would like to take advantage of it and just discuss this with you or I, uh, they can email me at beaptor at onewrestling.com and Josh, where can they get a hold of you? They can send right to the chat at gmail.com and that will find its way over to me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think what, what do they have until uh, December 31st for our, our uh, discounted rates? Yes, and then we, then we start. It's a new year. Yes, it is. Yes, and no, <laughs> no pancakes, no pancakes included. No, no. So you know what I have? What do you have? Is this I have get something too new. No, I have something new that we're we've never done before, and I'm I want to okay. because this week I think it demands it. This week I have picked, and I don't know if you have one off the top of your head, my wrestler of the week. Okay, let's hear it. My wrestler of the week is, drum roll. That's actually pretty bad. Thank you. Uh, is Mustafa Ali. When Mustafa all these Ali. people, yeah, people are talking about, you know, oh, they're not doing this in WWE and they're not doing this. They're taking this excellent young man, had him in a great single match against uh, Daniel Bryan and then in a tag team match and on SmackDown, he wound up pinning the WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. That's yeah. how 
that's a big deal. And, you know, he almost looks like to me, uh, like a very young, but not the same style, a very young Sabu. When I first saw Sabu at that age. Okay. Does he look like Sabu to you? Um, no, I don't think that, you know, everybody from that origin looks alike, but. Uh, no, no, that's not what I. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm being. Definitely uh, not I'm, what I was insinuating. I know, I'm, I'm throwing that sarcasm at you that I, I saw I know your, I saw you your are. video. Well, I love it. Keep I it saw going. your Instagram can... video. So says Chernoff in his his well, wait, wait, slinging let's get sarcasm. Back. Uh, but no, no, Let's but you know what? He's, back to my wrestler of the week. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Um, it's really great to see him uh, in this position as opposed to just 205 Live. And that's not complaining about him being on 205 Live. But it's really nice to see this uh, opportunity being given to him. Um, and it's also interesting to see that this opportunity was given to him uh, prior to this shakeup, which we're going to talk about uh, in our Headlock on Headlines momentarily. We are, but what I've met him also, and he's a really nice kid, and I think that he is the type of athlete and person who really uh, is looking to succeed, as they all are, of course, but I think he's just he's just the right type. It just has a, a right feeling that this guy is destined for, uh, for stardom. Yeah, there's, really def there's definitely something about him that I think uh, resonates with the audience, not just his ability. I mean, he's obviously... Um, excellent in the ring. Um, but I think that there's something about his just innate personality that seems to yeah. be clicking with people and a very, uh, you know, I know you like the term good guy versus baby face, but a very, very good guy feel to him. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and I'll tell you something else. You know, I, I was obviously just uh, poking fun at you with the Sabu comment earlier, but um how refreshing is it to have a character named Mustafa Ali and not have it be some generic, uh, you know, bad guy, Middle Eastern something or another? Like, yeah, agreed. To just totally be like, agreed. yeah, he's, you know, a regular person. I think that that's really, um, <laughs> I think that wrestling has come a long way um, with that. And, I, and it's really refreshing to see. So. Um, yeah, yeah, big fan of his. Now, if we wanted him to look more like Sabu, of course, we would have to carve years of railroad tracks on his forehead. Yes, we'd have to do not just his forehead, um, but and of course, we'd also have to get him some MC Hammer pants. But yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Just as an aside here, before we get to headlock on mm -hmm. headlines, is that I have to tell you that. I had seen Sabu when he was a young man and the Sabu of today, how he sacrificed and so many other guys do this too, but how some of these people sacrificed their bodies and their minds to, well, I hate to say entertain the fans, but to be, but that's what they were doing. And they were competing on such a high level that they just wanted that pat on the back from the guys in the dressing room and the public to buy tickets to see them go through these incredible matches that they had that just uh, defined hardcore. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's interesting because you say that um, I've always kind of, how can I put this? I, I don't mean it to say that they don't do it for the fans, but I think, you know, um, while that's very nice to say, you know, oh, we, we, you know, sacrifice this to entertain all of you. I, I've always kind of looked at that and said, like, no, I think they more than anything they did this because there was just something inside of them that just loved 
this and to get that reaction because some of the things Sabu did, like I don't think there was anyone in that audience that he liked that much that he wanted to entertain them that much that he was willing to put his body through it. I think for him, it was more about proving to himself and creating this reputation for himself of the of you know being the the suicidal homicidal genocidal maniac Sabu you know and I, I think again not to take it away from that connection with the fans but there's something inside of these guys um, and girls that are very that that really <laughs> that drives them more than just getting that uh, adulation from the fans it's more of that and and what I'm saying is like. Just because they're getting that loud pop from the crowd, that's not necessarily the same thing as oh, good, I've entertained them. It's like no, that's that rush. That no, that's why I that. hate that word entertained for that because I mm -hmm. know his uncle, the original Sheik, not the right. Iron Sheik, but the original Sheik, also had that work ethic where in the ring he had to be tougher and better than he was the match before. Sure. Yeah, and I think, well, especially when you go back to, to that time versus a time like today, there was much more emphasis on that, on that perception of them as a as a, a legit tough guy, um, which so many people from that era were. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, it was just something that I've, I've thought about. Well, there was also the pat on the back in the dressing room was very important to, and it still is, for for all the, for a wrestler, to, or a sports entertainer to come back into the dressing room and the guy's going, man, you really killed it out there. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better for for a wrestler than to come back through the curtain and have their peers uh, give them, a you know, an ovation. There, there's just because that's, you know, it's one thing for them to receive that from the fans. Um, and that means a lot. But to go back and have the people who really know what it's like to be in that business to give that to them. Um, I've always heard and experienced that that's a, a, that's a great feeling. Since we're on this topic, mm -hmm. besides Sabu, what, who is one of the other guys that you saw sacrifice his body and his mind for the pro wrestling business? Is there another guy that stands out I mean, uh, in the category of Sabu? Yeah, I think the one that would have to stand out to me immediately would be Mick Foley. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, but but to say that it's, you know, and that's not to say that Mick Foley is above anyone else that, uh, you know, that we'd be thinking of. Um, but I, I, you know, anyone else that we could think of. Um, but yeah, I think um, Mick Foley is, is definitely somebody that's up there who sacrificed his body. Um, and you know, I don't know about his mind, although it's sometimes surprising how in how intelligent he still is after the chair shots to the head and the head hitting oh, the concrete. Man. And you know, it's really um really amazing when you think about how many of the of of the wrestlers have suffered so many concussions and have had uh, you know, irreparable brain damage. And I'm not saying that Mick Foley hasn't, but it just hasn't seemed to manifest, at least in a way that that we the fans can see in the way that it has with some people that you wouldn't necessarily associate with uh, the same type of uh, violence as you would a Mick Foley. Do you, know, you yes, understand what I'm saying? Yes. I do. You know what? I think it'd be a great topic and maybe for the after chatters to chime in about uh, other wrestlers 
that have sacrificed their bodies and yeah. their minds. And, and let's, uh, I think maybe next, uh, somewhere in the next few weeks, yeah. we can, this would be a, a, a great topic for the after chat. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think that would be a really good topic. So we'll, we'll definitely have to pencil that in and figure out when in our schedule that's going to be. But I think that's something that is absolutely, I'm going to write it down right now. That's something it's that we're absolutely hardcore, brother. Yeah. And you know what else is hardcore? No, what else is hardcore? Headlock on headlines. The only hardcore headlock in all of sports entertainment and, and pro wrestling. And today's uh, headlines are actually, it was just a terrible transition because there's nothing hardcore about them. But uh, that's not true. That's not true at all. The hardcore aspect would be, I guess, a, a personal headline for us where we were on Saturday night at the Wait old a minute. ECW that is arena. A major, that, yeah, but that, that's that the 2300 arena, that's a major headline, but we just got a bulletin mm -hmm. that Shinsuke Nakamura is no longer, remember we're taping this days before you people hear it on the pod waves, but Shinsuke Nakamura is no longer the champion of the United States. The United States of uh, Nakamerica, I believe. Is of Nakamerica. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, but Rusev, and this is a spoiler, but what the heck, Rusev is now the United States champion. Wow. And you, and fun fact, that happened on Rusev Day. Did it really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, which wow. is fantastic for him. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, obviously Raw and SmackDown for this coming week. Uh <laughs> were recorded this past week um, so that the talent could be home with their families uh, for for Christmas, which is which is great because last year I know they, they weren't, and uh, I think there's a little bit of blowback on that. So um, that's really, really great. Um, although I will tell you, in the midst of everything that's been going on with the WWE, it, um, man, did that feel a little, a little like back, tracking to the days of when they used to record raw right after you know the live one so uh but that is not what it is for anybody who's thinking that this is not the company uh trying to save money or anything like that this was purely just because of the the holiday coming up yeah absolutely it's a, it's a good thing it's a nice uh perk because these guys and girls, yeah, of course. Now. Uh, guys, yeah, I mean, Bill. they're on the road so much, and it, it's so hard to establish and keep some semblance of a family life, especially if you have kids with the schedule that uh, the WWE talent goes through. So I'm going to give you an example of that. I was looking... Um... I was looking online. I saw that the WWE had a job opening for a writer's assistant. And while that's not anything that in my uh, stage of my life I would be, that's like a straight out of college type of type of job for somebody. Um, you're basically just getting coffee for the writers and whatnot. But one of the things that I saw that was on there that was interesting that if this had been a writer's job or something, I I'm looking through it. I'm like, well, you know, okay, travel to Stanford, Connecticut. I can make that work. I'll do this. I, I can make that work. And then I got to uh, like a flexibility in travel. You need to be flexible to travel. And I swear to God, they said between 70 and 100% of the time. 
Yes, I. But no, I and, have to correct you on something. Okay, I have to correct you on something because the the uh, writer assistant, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, is just like running for coffee. That is part of that job, but they are in a lot of the the meetings. Yes. That the it, yeah. So, so let, it, it's let great me rephrase training. what I'm saying there. It's it's if you're and that's why I said it's great for like a right out of college, like someone who's young, not somebody that's at you know my position in in my life, um, not only cause I'm, you know, I have a family, I have children. I also have a business that I run. So, you know, there, there, it's not exactly something I could go run off and do. Um, but it would be great for someone who is just getting in at the beginning of their career. Um, because yeah, you're sitting in on those meetings. Okay. You're not, you're not there booking, you know, you're not coming up with the storylines, but that's fine. You're getting to sit around and you're getting to learn from, well, you might, you, you might say, Hey, you know, maybe, and one of the real writers might say, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I feel, I mean, it's possible. I feel like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think the main writers are getting half of their stuff on TV or even, you know, an eighth of their stuff on TV. So I think, uh, you know, Okay, wait a minute, assistant. wait a minute. You, you take the job as the writer's assistant, okay? okay. Um, no, actually you take a job as a writer. Oh, even better. There's the writer assistant. Okay. You want you want lunch. What are right. you sending that writer assistant to get you? Uh, you want to know what my what I want for lunch? A- after five hours of writing TV, uh, nonstop. What do you want for lunch? Oh man, so five hour a drink. Um, I don't know. I I think. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm I'm kind of a salad guy these days, trying to keep myself fit, but um. But no, I don't. I don't know. Something, something after five, like sitting in a room writing all that stuff. I feel like I need some sort of cheat meal, uh, like a pizza or something. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. If it were me, let's order a pizza. Yeah. All right. Let's get back. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> uh, get, no, it's fine. I think I think the, the after chatters are. Uh, they, I think they were on the edge of their seat for my answer there. Yes. So yeah. uh, we're we're extra out. cheese, extra cheese, sausage, and green peppers, please. Yeah, I'll just um, do a regular cheese pizza. Uh, or, oh, you really, I can really go heel on this right now. I'd also go add, for it. I'd go also for add it. pineapple. Oh, that's, that's uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I am officially, that. I think that was my official heel turn was when I added pineapple to my uh, make-believe pizza order. So, um so, Bill, let's let's talk a little bit in our headlock on headlines here. Um, we will jump back around to uh, our time at the twenty three hundred arena, but let's let's kick things off talking about um, about the new era, the alleged new the era, shake up. the shake, shake up, up that happened. Um, you know, we were we were I was pretty active on Twitter during shake Raw. It up, baby. Go ahead. Uh, I was pretty active on uh, on Twitter uh, discussing what was going on in real time. Um, Wait a minute, you weren't pretty active. I'm going to say something that most of the after chatters won't believe will come out of my mouth. Okay, you were pretty pissed off. Um, I don't, I don't think I was pissed off. I think uh, I was. I do. Okay, well, better to be pissed off. But uh, you know, look the the the. Situation was, I I found myself, uh, like I think everybody else that watched Raw found themselves 
excited for the possibility that we were that something big was going to happen that we were getting a fresh start that it was a lot of people were um this was reminiscent of the time Vince McMahon walked out in I want to say 1997 1998 um where he walked out and said you know the uh, good guy versus bad guy is passe and you know which I always found like just a, man you're really speaking the wrestling fans language but um but I I, I think that people were hoping for something like that, you know, a, a, a change like that. Or the time where he said, we're going to shake the, the WWE to its foundation and brought in Eric Bischoff as the Raw general manager. Like, yeah, that you know, was awesome. And, and, and I think that that's kind, of, um, that's kind of what wrestling fans were anticipating. I think everyone was kind of like, okay, wh- what's going to be that big change. And you know, I was talking to to one of our uh, one of our after chatters on Twitter a lot, um Travis and um Yeah, Travis Volt. Yeah, he was a great guy and uh, you know, and fan of the show. Um and you know, we had some fun just kind of going back and forth. Some of it was uh in private messaging, some of it was out there in the Twitterverse, but um you know, he he kept saying, oh, you wanted a big bang. You wanted them to have, like, the big bang. And I think he was referencing – so, and I, I'll have to ask him about this because I think when he kept saying, like, the big bang was – he was either referencing what was supposed to happen, the WCW big bang pay-per-view that never happened because Eric Bischoff didn't buy the company. Um, but I think he also may have been referencing that reboot that Bischoff and Russo did – um, in WCW where they stripped everyone of the titles and they kind of like mm-hmm. everything just started yeah. over. And yeah. part of my feeling on this was, and then I, I'd love your feeling on this as well. So part of my feeling was um, that that is remembered, that like reboot. I don't like the ideas of taking the titles. Like that's stupid. Like they're, they're active champions, whatever. But the rest of the reboot of just saying, we're starting scratch, we're, we're starting from scratch, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Um mm-hmm. I think had it not failed so miserably with WCW, the concept was actually really good. I think it was the follow through. The follow through wasn't good. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I I I was disappointed. So I wouldn't say that I was pissed okay. off. Um, I was. I found. I, I, I well, was wait, frustrated. Wait, your, your tweet. Your tweet said something to the thing that you were not insulted. What was the word that you used? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. It was stronger than insulted. Okay, I can go s- stroll through yeah. my Twitter account while we're talking. But let, why don't while yeah. I'm looking that up, why don't you give me? Why don't we start with your opinions? On, okay, no, that's let's, great. Let's start that's with great. Monday night. So I had the same anticipation you did, and when the whole McMahon family came out, I thought, "Wow, something major is going to go on." And then as the evening unfolded, especially with your favorite character, Baron Corbin, Mm -hmm. I said to myself, they have to finish off certain storylines to be able to reboot and move forward. And I think that this show on Monday night, not Tuesday night, there's a difference between the shows. I think Monday night was more of a reboot. Let's see what we can do to move storylines forward than introducing new talent. They did have a little highlight package. That's not a reboot. No, no. That's continuing. Well, uh, uh, the reboot 
how do I say this? The reboot not being ready yet. I'm not calling this a reboot. I'm okay. calling it a, a, I'm calling this a continuation of angles to get newer talent into these situations. Can For I, example, okay. yeah. So so I I don't think I think Monday night was more of let's move some storylines forward and maybe by next week and the following week um, to bring some new aspects uh, or talent into that uh, situation. And remember, they did show um, a small video package of some of the new people who they're going to be calling mm -hmm. up from uh, NXT and 205, I believe. And so, no, that whole reboot, that excitement that I felt at the beginning, I did get a pop out of what they did with Baron Corbin. I have to tell you the truth on that. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I did. I, I thought with the whole thing with each McMahon, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. This is a uh, no disqualification match. I, I, for the fans, you have to give them that comeuppance. You have to. You have to get them the revenge. This is my opinion. Oh, no, and you're so, entitled to your opinion. Yeah, and, um, and they moved. So they moved forward. So let, that. let me know when you're when you're done talking about the Baron Corbin stuff. I want to touch on that before we move on with the rest of the show. OK, so go right ahead. Go all right. right ahead. Thank you. So um, first of all, I'll, I'll start with the McMahon's coming each one coming out during that match, just because it's fresh in my mind. Um, I did that when I had a promotion back in 2002 where I was pl I was playing, you know, the role of someone in charge. And uh, one of my guys was in a match and for a title. And every time he would lose, I'd be like, oh, no, he lost by count out. No, there's no count out. Uh, yeah, I've no, seen it it's been I'm done. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I certainly didn't invent it. But my point is I was stealing. You didn't? That. No, I was stealing that uh, in 2002. Okay. It was it was the thing that had been done so many times that it was like, OK, oh, he's going to do that. Like I was I was anything but original in doing that in 2002. So for them to do that, I didn't find that amusing. But maybe I didn't find it amusing because and now I'll backtrack to the beginning. Wait, wait, so, wait. Let me just stop you. You're using the word amusing. I didn't find it amusing. Uh, in my opinion, the fan base changes every few years or a lot mm -hmm. of people who hadn't seen this. I didn't find amusing. I found it new to to Monday Night Raw. Like, I haven't seen this in maybe in 10 years, and I thought it was very cool that Baron Corbin was getting his comeuppance mm -hmm. from the, the highest forms of authority in the WWE. Right. I And that's fine. I disagree. And here's, okay. if I may, I'll, so I'll give my opinion here. Um, the... And, and, and I'll preface this by saying, you know, this is a perfect example of one person being entertained by something, another person not being entertained by it. And that's fine. And we're all entitled to our opinions. Uh, here's my feeling on it. And this is one of the things I was discussing with Travis was this idea of what you said about how they had to, you know, really wrap up that storyline. Um, they didn't. The storyline was wrapped up at TLC. If he lost the match, he was no longer Raw General Manager. And instead of wasting the time with the first 30 minutes of Raw being all about Baron Corbin and all this stuff, which has been the problem because, again, they're, they're missing what the issue was for a lot. And I'm going by myself and a lot of what I saw from wrestling fans on social media. 
Is that everybody? No, but I'm just going by my opinion and those that shared in my opinion, which seemed to be a, a, a pretty large amount. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been getting rid of Baron Corbin. Um, the issue that, that I had with it was they easily could have come out while they were doing their whole thing. We've screwed up. We've done all this stuff. All this change is coming. In the weeks and months that follow, you'll see there's all this stuff. And all that happened was one of them just had to say, and some of that change started last night because Baron Corbin is gone. Would have gotten a huge pop and move on. Done. You know, I'm going to disagree with you because I think they, I think the fans at that point wanted to see him get his butt kicked again on, you know, there's a lot of people who don't get the why? WWE network, but because just there, there are people who don't get the network. Yeah. Because I was so they sitting, wanted, I am, I am not a fan of, I know I'm cutting you off and I apologize for it, but no, I, it's okay. I, I'm not don't a, be so nice. Stop okay. it. I'm so, not like you. Oh, I gotta be. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be, thank, thank <laughs> I'll, you. I'll be more of a heel here. So everybody can please, come down on please. me. Um, the, the issue that I had with this was, first of all, having Kurt Angle come out, whatever, like, yeah, that, that was, you know, having Heath Slater as the referee, like, that was, if you had to, do, if you had to do this and not do it the way that I suggested, then fine, that was all good. But then it's like, okay, here's Bobby Roode and, and, and Chad Gable, which, for the record, okay, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, if you're going by, by, storylines and what made sense. And the argument here is, oh, we had to continue this because we had to stick with the continuity. They were not deserving of a tag title shot. They lost their opportunity. However, under the regime of Baron Corbin, they still got an opportunity and won the tag titles. So my question is, in what world would they, the brand new tag team champions who weren't even deserving of the shot in the first place, are now going to be part of the people ganging up on the guy who was in charge when they got the opportunity that they weren't deserving of and won the tag titles? It made zero sense to have them be a part of what was, uh, of it this was attack. It was only because on they Corbin. were a part of what happened at the pay per view at TLC. That's actually what I'm referencing. Why were they a part of that oh, at TLC? Okay. Why on earth well, would they have been the ones to come out? If anything, I, I, I can't answer that. In, in, Do you in, know what? If you're using you know real makes, world logic, though, it doesn't make any sense. Do you and know what makes issue. no sense to me, though? What's that? This makes no sense to me. For the past 15 or 20 minutes, you are doing exactly what WWE was doing. You're talking about Baron Corbin. No. For the past 15 minutes. No. Yes. No. It, it's not. Okay. I, I don't want to have to break down context to no, you No, here, it's okay. I, no, no. I, I just, know. It was just an open line that yes, I had to I, take advantage I understand. Of. And, I, and that's fine. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. I um, did. I did. The, but the problem with this, and this goes back to, and, and I'll get off of the Baron Corbin thing, and I'll just talk yeah, more to, to Raw as a as a whole. Um after that segment, after a half hour of that, which I looked at and said, okay, yeah, they're wrapping things up. Didn't need to do it. You didn't give us anything. You had me hooked with the McMahon uh, promo in the beginning, and then now I'm having to watch this goof again. And I don't yeah, want I to. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Okay. I, 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 thought really it was, did. I thought it was awful in my in my. I watched opinion. it as a fan. I watched it as a fan, and I liked it. I said, man, they're really kicking this guy's butt here. 
with the chairs. I liked when they each McMahon came out separately and made a new stipulation. Because okay. the fan in me was going like, good, because he did this to everybody else. Right. Here's the problem, though. The fan in you can say that. But the the uh, member of the wrestling business has to look at that and say, you know, or or the wrestling fan who actually knows, like, you know, what's going on in you has got to look at that and say, Baron Corbin, for as much as we've as much as I have hated his pre- presentation and his character on TV, he's not the problem. And I said this, if you go back into our archives at theafterchat.com, if you go back into our archives, you will hear from the very first time I complained about Baron Corbin, I complained about his presentation. I complained about the WWE putting him in that position because he wasn't a guy who was ready to handle that. And it's blown up into this hole and we have fun with it, this whole thing about how much I hate Baron Corbin and everything. But I've always said all along that I just felt that he was not the right person for that position. The problem was standing in that ring, in my opinion, in the McMahons. Because the buck stops with Vince McMahon. And I am I telling tales out of school a little bit here? Maybe I am because, you know, no, I'm not sitting in that room, so I don't know everything. But I, I'm pretty sure that we can all agree that the buck stops with Vince McMahon. So something. Go, so if storylines are bad, if storylines are not entertaining, if if something is not, it doesn't make any sense. If, if I think I think that Vince McMahon, just looking at him standing in the ring there, was having a very good time interacting with Baron Corbin. I don't think that Vince McMahon thinks that. Baron Corbin is as bad as you. And that might be true because I think Vince McMahon uh, misunderstands. And I mentioned this on my So Says Chernoff special, which you can still check out at youtube.com slash the after chat. I mentioned this uh, when I said that the WWE has this misconception that uh, hating a character means we love to hate a character. And I don't love to hate. Baron Corbin. I just don't want to see him on TV because it's not going to be entertaining. But moving on from that, the rest of the show was not entertaining. It was the same old crap. They literally, and I know Wait, you didn't, like, you didn't the like the word. That's yes, the word. That was the word. I hated that word. Yeah, that I said that I, I said that it was, here's Dean Ambrose doing the same old crap. You didn't like that I used the term crap. But not at all. Look, I, I mean. And I still don't. Okay. I, I would have said, I would have said, and again, that this uh, this we were talking about is being more of an objective journalist is not to use words like crap. Right, uh, but I'm... to me, to me, it's you know Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were do, doing the same thing. So easier said than done in that language without it being uh, seeming like a uh, oh what am I going to call this? Yeah, a, I, I... Uh, just somebody that goes on the internet and says hey that was crap. I have. Some terrible news for you, Bill. There, Go ahead. <laughs> there is language so much worse than crap. No, I that I no, could have used no, to describe it. Um, Come on. The, 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 all I'm saying is, to me, I looked at it and I said, "That's what it was. It was the same. It was the fine. It was the same, unentertaining." But you get a wise guy impression using a word like that instead of. People reading it and saying, you know, this guy's classy and this is right. Okay. But crap. It's I, just, it's just okay. me. 
It's the journalist in me. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I accept no, your apology. I'm not sorry. I am um, not sorry. Not, you can't take it back. I accepted it already. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a lot of crap, Josh. So, yep. Josh. Bill after apologized no. on this episode right. for that. No, never. Um, um, let's just write that down. Bill after But no, I, I, I agree with the uh, uh, the whole Dean Ambrose. No, not even the Dean Ambrose before you even get to that. What about the match that they had right off the bat with uh, which, uh, Dolph, Ziggler, the... Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor? Like, okay, here, everything's going to be new and it starts tonight. And let's first give you literally the same segment that we gave you last night when Baron Corbin lost. Oh, we'll I, just have the same guys come out. And that was my point. Even if you found it entertaining with them coming out and doing whatever, and that's fine. Except when you come out and say, we're going to do something new and it starts tonight, right? And then you give them literally the same segment from the, the night before. You give them literally the same match that you had on Raw three or four weeks earlier. Wait, wait, wait. Back up, okay? Once again, I am standing, sticking to my guns here that there, there are a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, who do not get the WWE Network and who have not seen what happened. They've heard about it on that pay-per-view, and my impression is that the reason this Baron Corbin thing was also done beside the revenge was for the people that don't get the WWE Network and want to see that come to fruition. Okay. That's what I think that's all about. If, I really do. If I go to New York City for the first time in my life and nobody is paying attention and I don't tell anyone and no one knows, and then I go the second time to, and people see me for the first time, it doesn't mean that it's the first time I've ever been there. It's no, still the second analogy. time. Bad, well, bad I'm trying analogy. to come up with an analogy for the, the this, this, it doesn't make any sense. The, the, you're going to have guys come out and say, we're going to give you something brand new. Let's no, no, give you the same exact about. thing, but just because people didn't see it on the WWE network. That's not the discussion. The the discussion is that they did the same thing that they did at TLC with the punishment angle yes. there that they did the right. And I'm saying that there is a huge part of the WWE universe that doesn't know what happened on the pay-per-view. So for, in but, order for them to reach the masses, they have to do that on TV. But that's what a recap is for. Well, not to redo it. My, my point, I like the way they did it. I agree with you. They didn't give us anything new, but th that's my point. Monday night. They said, right. no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. And then, so they That's went from one segment that had happened before, whether people saw it on the WWE network or not, it happened. And then they moved on to a match that had happened a few weeks ago on raw, not something new. And then they thought, Oh, we're going to put a, uh, we'll, we'll put, um, what's his name? Prince pretty in there. Um, and, oh. and we're going to, uh, pretend that this is something with Dean Ambrose, that this is something cool. You and I were texting back and forth and immediately, like at the same exact time texted each other, Seth Rollins is under that gas mask. Oh yeah. So again, yeah. I look at it, we're going to give you something fresh. We're going to give you something new. This is, and then I saw on, on Twitter, everybody is tweeting the same thing. Like, Hey, we all know Seth Rollins is under the gas mask. How does Dean Ambrose not know it? And it's just again, it's it's yeah. to pull a line from Vince McMahon back in in the start of the Attitude Era when he came out there and said, 
Uh, quite frankly, the audience is tired of having their intelligence insulted. That was Vince McMahon's line when he said that they were going to stop with good guys and bad guys and there was going to be more shades of gray. He said the fans are, are tired of having their intelligence insulted. So that is what I'm bringing up 20 plus years later is saying that as a fan, I am tired of having my intelligence okay, insulted. Okay, that's a very, that's an excellent point. So I'm saying, Vince McMahon, you changed it last time. Why aren't you changing it now? Because Raw was terrible. Okay, so let's move on then to Tuesday night. I loved the opening with uh, uh, Shane McMahon in the uh, Rotunda area uh, with uh, thanking Paige. By the way, let's stop there. Is that where IRS works? How did you know that? My Rotunda. (laughs) There we go. Um, Google it, gang. Um, But in the meantime, what do you think they're going to do with uh, Paige? At this point, uh, that now, now that she's no longer the general manager of SmackDown, I think they're going to put her like in charge of like not general manager. They'll come up with some sort of name for her to be in charge of the women's division. That's my yeah, I do too. That's my yeah. gut feeling. Yeah. Um, but again, I you agree. know, SmackDown. I've actually been thinking SmackDown's pretty good lately, and uh, I liked it. I didn't think it needed the shakeup well. that they were giving it. I think taking pa- Paige was doing a great job. Um, so I don't know. I think the same thing that they were trying to do to make raw better and failing at, I think they're actually just going to end up hurting SmackDown a little bit, but I don't know about that because if SmackDown had, a uh, it, it had a zip that raw didn't have this week. It, it was, was definitely it, it, it better. seemed new. And uh, what you, was the, yeah. what, what was the, the tag team that came out? My, my mind is a little jumbled right now. Uh, from, when uh, the the club came out, the, uh, the yes, good brothers, yeah. whatever they're calling them, and yeah, this, uh, and then uh, uh, sanity came out. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, and I think that was great that they were they're, you know, they're making changes. Right. They said they were going to make changes. They yeah. should have done more of that on Raw. So I mean, he, that's the bottom line. I agree with you there. But here's my other my other point with this. My other issue, I should say, is that they're. Yes, those are technically changes, but they're not the changes that I think a lot of the at least vocal social media wrestling fans and myself were looking for. We were looking for that, that for lack of a better term, big bang change. We were looking for that Vince McMahon promo of you're tired of having your intelligence insulted. We're going to go in a new direction with characters and storylines that are more, you know. That's what I was looking for. It can happen looking... as fast as you want. And it you know, did a lot before. of people, you mentioned the, yeah, you know, wait, wait, you, before, right. But you mentioned a lot of the internet people, they're not trying to uh, appease the internet people. No, so but there say. is a correlation between the internet people and the fact that their ratings consistently over the last month or so have reached all-time lows again and again all right and again. so you know what the scary part about that is that's what? really scary if you really want to is that the ratings for monday night at least i'd gotten the ratings report uh with vince mcmahon the ratings spiked the ratings went up so do we what? need vince mcmahon on every show to uh first of all here's here's kind of the the what i saw with that yeah it spiked it spiked for the same reason that we were talking about earlier, we were all super excited to hear what he was going to say. But the second hour dropped and the third hour dropped below that. Because Because he was done. He was done. Not only because he was done, but because he didn't give anyone anything to retain them. 
and well, that's what I'm saying is that we get we get that we, well, we get that. What, what do you mean not I'm, get back to that? That's exactly what we're talking about. No, no, I know. What I'm trying to say is, do you think they need Vince McMahon on each show to spike the ratings? That's my question. No, I think they needed a Vince. They needed Vince McMahon for one promo to spike the ratings, get everybody paying attention, and then deliver something from that promo that made people want to continue to watch. And they didn't do that. People started dropping off again. Well, next they did week, it more on next Smackdown week I'm expecting to be. They did. Yes, that is true. But next week I'm expecting uh, Raw's ratings to be uh, just abysmal. And a because everyone knows what happened already because of you know it was pre-recorded. B spoilers. B if you checked out the spoilers, you know that it was, if possible, a worse show than the show that happened uh, this past Monday. So. Now you're you know tuning what they into should a should have done. What's you know that? what they should have done? They should have waited to the first of the year yes. and then made a dramatic yes. uh uh re, uh, just reload it all and make that dramatic as a new year new year new start. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm going to be honest with you, the way that their shows are now um I understand that, you know, it takes some time for branding for this, that and the other. Their entire entrance stage, their entire setup Everything is graphics and lights. That is something that that company, in the way that they are able to throw things to video packages together in matters of minutes, they could have said, you know what, we're just going to kind of do something and, and say Vince McMahon is going to be there on the first Raw of the new year with a huge yep. announcement or whatever. I agree. And I that agree. Raw could have opened up with. Just, I understand they just recently went to these new graphics and stuff, but they could have had a new lighting setup. They could have had new graphics. They could have had all this stuff, which wouldn't have been that big of a deal. They absolutely could have accomplished that in a two in two or three weeks build up to it. And then you would have had your low ratings that you're going to have during the holidays, which has nothing to do with the quality of Raw. It just has to do with the fact that it's mm -hmm. it's you know it is what it is. But combined with the quality of Raw, it's going to be, I think, another all-time low. And then you could have come in and you could have just kicked it off immediately. You could have taken those next couple of weeks to wrap up the Baron Corbin thing if you had to. You could wrap you know this what? up, wrap that Josh, up. Josh, you're, yeah. you're right about this. But you know what I would have done in the way that they did it <clears throat> with the Baron Corbin thing? What's that? I And this was old, but it would be new and finally bring him back again is that Vince would have uh, Vince never looked at Baron Corbin and said, you're fired. Right. And he but should have, he should have absolutely face to face and then had the other guys come and kick his butt. And Baron Corbin, but you know what? And, but then instead of Kurt angle doing anything, let's bring out the new general manager of Monday night raw. And that's when Hogan would have been the right guy to bring back. That would have been interesting. It would have been something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been chilling to the fans that yep. Hulk Hogan is the new general manager. I would have preferred that over what we All saw. Right. One other thing about Kurt Angle. Um, I hated this. The last time we saw Kurt Angle was a phenomenal uh, – uh, I don't even want to say match. It was just uh, – it was fantastic with him and Drew mm -hmm. where Angle just kept trying to fight and fight and Drew just – just annihilated him. And this is now the return of Kurt Angle. 
He comes in well, there just again. They they had to, they had to wrap it up again. No, so they, they didn't. No, in my when opinion, when something's they did. bad, abandon ship. Get the hell out of there, and just and and start fresh. No one would have been. No one would have sat there and just been like, oh man. You know the problem is with Raw, we never got a satisfying conclusion to the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin storyline. No, but once they heard his music, it was again something. So he's back now, and he's going to get revenge. No, it's for the crowd to chant, you suck, like a bunch of idiots. I'm sorry. I hate that, too. No, well, I'm sorry that you hated it. I hate it. uh, The you suck thing. It's okay. 90% of them don't even know where that came from and why they're chanting it. They don't. And they're chanting to the guy who is Passed down uh, from generation to generation. It's like the what thing. At least with what, they kind of have an idea of where it came from. But the you suck, they have no idea where that came from. So let's let's go on to some more. Uh, um, I think we've spent enough time on this rehash uh, of, of the reload that did not happen. Yeah. Well, let me and ask you a final question then. Please. Do you think that in the coming weeks you are going to see the ratings increase, or do you think? And let me rephrase that because I think there could be little bumps here and there when you hear about an NXT guy showing up and stuff like that. Do you think if you if we look forward three months from now that the ratings will have steadily increased and, and grown to a more comfortable level? Or do you think things are going to, maybe there'll be a spike here. Maybe there'll be a spike there out of interest, but things are basically going to just fall back down with people saying this is okay. terrible. Okay. Several things here. Keep in mind that they're drawing ratings are millions of people, not doesn't thousands. Matter. Millions it doesn't matter. Of people. I mean, not, you asked me my opinion. Okay. No, 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 but I'm just saying, yeah, right, so I'm keeping I'm it in mind, my opinion. but it doesn't matter. Number two, SmackDown is going to Fox. In uh, October. Right. Oh, okay. I thought it was starting earlier than no. October. Um, so it, it's hard to say, Josh, because it depends on how they change the program to keep people engaged or if they keep it uh, on the same level where it where it gets stale. Well, that's what uh, I'm keep asking. In mind you. All, well, wait, wait. I'm trying to answer the question. Keep in mind also they're now building to the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, which is one of the yearly time periods, the road to WrestleMania, that things usually get more exciting. So I am thinking that the ratings will at least maintain and maybe spike. Oh, by the way, by the way, while we're talking about this, and now I'm going backwards, is the one thing the McMahons didn't mention on Monday Night Raw was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Why did you're fired? You haven't ret- you haven't done that. They ignored it. He uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman comes out next week and I know but sings they, a song but, and addresses but that Brock Lesnar. Night, but now, see, I'm getting upset now, mm-hmm. uh, like you were about Monday Night because. He's the he is the universal champion. He's the guy that is the highest champion in all of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but they didn't even bring his and, name and up. And that's my point that they're missing the. And thank you for saying that. And I agree wholeheartedly with you, Bill, because that's the issue. They're not changing anything that actually matters. Instead of just, oh, they could have easily just been like, one of the changes is going to be starting. You know. In the new year, Brock Lesnar is going to need to be here or he's stripped of his title. Now, I understand why they're not doing it. I understand why they're not. He's under a contract for a certain amount of dates. They don't have him, and they don't want to take the belt off of him. 
And that, I think, answers your question of why they didn't mention them because you can't claim that you're going to change all the problems and then not, yeah, and then mention the problems. Or apparently you can because they did that, you know, on okay. Raw. I, I agree. Um, but I, but you didn't answer my well, question I'm, though. Do you? No, I'm, I'm, I asked you, do you, I asked you, no, do no. you think? Well, I got, let me, let me answer it. And I think I did answer it. I think if they keep the, uh, if they accelerate to make the product um, more compelling on the road to WrestleMania, the ratings will remain the same or go up a bit. Uh, if they don't, the ratings are going to right uh, are going to go down. But that's I mean that, that that's the only you know. right. And I understand the mis the misunderstanding. That wasn't my question, or I'm What's sorry. Actually, that was my question. That it wasn't was. an answer to my question. You basically rephrased my question. I said, do you think that the ratings are, are they're going to do something to make the ratings go up and stay up? Or do you think they're going to go down? And basically your answer was, well, I think if they do something good, the ratings will go up. And if they do something bad, it'll go I down. Mean, I'm yeah, asking yeah. you, in your opinion, the legendary Bill Apter, in your years of experience, in your opinion, after what you saw on Raw, and just talking about Raw specifically, do you expect that the ratings, when it comes time for WrestleMania, by WrestleMania, that the ratings will have uh, significantly improved and stabilized or that they will continue a downward trend? No, I think they will, they will, uh, they will, uh, going toward WrestleMania, they will improve. That's my answer. And after WrestleMania, do you think that's going to stay? Or do I you can't tell you because be I the, don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania at this point. I think they're going to continue to go down. In my okay, well, and you, I'm not trying you, to be negative about that. I'm, but I'm, you are. No, you and are. here's and here's how here's why I can tell you that I'm not negative. If I was just looking at this from a negative point of view, I would not be as uh, as you put it earlier, pissed off as I was towards the product. And I'll admit it. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I was a little pissed off, and I was I, I my intelligence was being insulted as a fan. I wouldn't care if I was being negative. If I was being negative, I'd go, oh, they're just going to screw it up again. They'll screw it up again. The reason I care so much was because I was being positive. I was saying, all right, Vince McMahon's coming back. Okay, let's see what we've got here. They're going to do something to change it. And I'm looking forward well, to they it. Didn't. And I'm ready they to didn't. give them another chance and nothing. Right. We've got to have uh, more weeks to determine that. It's a, Josh, it's a hypothetical question that I really can't give an answer to. It depends what they do with the product. It really does. Mm -hmm. So we need right now, I uh, just want to go on to another thing to get away from headlines um, to the uh, class. This is a good spot to put the classic interview in because I've got a, uh, I've got a good segue for this. Okay. Give me that. Give you're me the okay, segue. Okay lay it on that? me. Yeah. Lay it on me. Okay. So, well, that part would not, you know, just edit that part out. Yeah. I'll course. probably keep it in. Oh, you can keep it in if you want. <laughs> well, look, and, and I'm all but I'm fine, fine for us to go on to the to that uh, the classics, which are always awesome. No, no, I want to do um, that, but we still have some other things to talk yeah, oh, about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, no, so, so we'll go this, into classics. This, we'll this, pick pick this up on the other side, talking about. Well, some let other me headlines. tell you what. Let me tell you why, and you can leave this in. I don't mind. This is live. Yeah. As far as it's taped, but it's live. So as far as I'm concerned, back in the days, uh, in the days that I did my classic wrestling interviews. Mm -hmm. The champions, somebody like Brock Lesnar, to not be defending the title for such a long period of time. Back in the day of Pedro Morales, 
Bruno San Martino, if you didn't defend your title, no matter what title it was, uh, the WWF champion, uh, tag team champions, U.S. champion, 30-day title defense, or you're stripped of the title. Mm -hmm. All right? That's what this needs to be. So right now, what I'd like to do is two great champions, of course, from the WWF, Pedro Morales and Bruno San Martino, both had issues with a lot of very rule-breaking wrestlers. And there was one guy who started off as a as a good guy, a babyface, and became one of the most hated wrestlers in the world after Fred Blassie, fearless Freddie Blassie, the fashion plate, uh, took over his contract. And I'm talking about Spiros Arion. And he had feuds with both Pedro Morales for the title, the WWF title, and also with Bruno San Martino. And here's a classic interview from the days when if you don't defend your title, you're stripped of the title. Here's Blassie and Arion talking about both Morales and San Martino. He knew that this Spears Arion was going to outshine him. So he put him with the Indian, and they pulled a dirty double cross on him. Right, that, I said, now, 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 now don't tell me. Now, yes, man, Phil, you're passing like geek. You're on Bruno San Martino's side. No, no. You're on I, Chief I, J. I, Strongbow's side. And no, Freddie Blassie's 50-50 right down the line. I don't deviate one bit. I get up here, and I speak my mind, and I tell the truth. As I said before, Bruno San Martino, he's the turncoat. He's the fink. Chief J. Strongbow is the only Indian that I know that speaks with a forked tongue. This guy here, he is so yellow and so gutless. The same thing goes for Bruno San Martino. And you will find out, like the rest of these pencil neck geeks, tonight, Spears here on, he will emerge victorious from that ring. All right, let me ask you this question. A guy like uh, Strongbow, a lot of people have said, have said he deserves a shot at the uh, heavyweight title. If everything fails, and he feels that uh, he can go to somebody like Blassie or Albano or the Grand Wizard, would you take Strongbow under your wing to get him a title shot? There is no way that I would even touch Chief J. Strongbow with a 20-foot pole because I might become contaminated. There is no way that I would handle the likes of Bruno San Martino. As I said before, these two guys, you roll them, turn them upside down, you wouldn't know which end is up. They're two of a kind. Lepers never change their spots. As I said, Bruno San Martino, he's gutless, he's yellow, and Chief Chase Strongbow is the same thing, and that's the reason why I would not handle him, and that's the reason why Lou Albano would not handle him, and that's also the reason why the Wizard would not handle him, because we three think alike, and I guarantee you none but three managers would have anything to do with neither one of those two pencil neck geeks. Okay. Okay, Fred, we're going to speak to uh, Spiros Arion. Now, Spiros, uh, a lot of the fans have been writing into our magazine saying that you're a turncoat. What's your reaction to this? My what? You're a turncoat. You, you turned on Chief J. Strongbow, you turned on Bruno, and, uh, you know, we've been getting some pretty snotty letters about the whole thing. What's your reaction to this? I have no reaction. I just follow my emotions, my feelings, and I heard what the great Freddie Blassie told me. The, the great Freddie Spiros, let me interrupt you now. A couple of years back, if anybody would have mentioned Freddie Blassie's name, you would have spit on the floor. What, you know, why are you looking up to the man now? Became great for me. It wasn't his, as you say, his mistake, or, but Costrombo and Bruno, what they did to me, that Blasis talked, he was right. He told me, those people, they're riding with you. They're conspiring against you? Those people, they're taking everything away from you. I wouldn't believe them. So, everything came out on the light, out of Jay Strombo's behavior. 
how he behaved towards me. For example, I just name a number of figure. He making 10 bags and give me one. Meanwhile, I was making the whole work in the ring. I was making the whole load. You mean you carried the tag team matches well, instead of strong saw Everybody saw it. I was carrying the matches and he was taking the falls. But I was the one making What do you say to the people that disagree about this? That say strong I don't have carry to say it. nothing to the people. I don't yes. care about the people. All yeah. I care about me. And I believe and I think whatever I've done is right. Okay, well, so many people liked Spiros Arion when he wrestled scientifically. Now, under the... Uh, guidance of Fred Blassie, you're learning how to bite, learning how to gouge eyes and I everything. I never bite nobody in the ring. Well, he is teaching you, though, isn't is he? I ain't going to bite nobody in the ring. Oh, okay. Well, then let me ask you this. The way I was wrestling 10 years ago, same way I'm wrestling now. Only against different opponents. That's no right. Words. Everybody says that Bruno is a scientific wrestler. Right. Show me what kind of scientific move he does in the ring. He kicks. He punches. Well, isn't it only if his opponent does it first? You want to bet tonight? In other words, I'll see tonight. Okay, you're going to see tonight. Okay. I'm going to make him to be the first man to throw the first punch. All right, now let me ask you this, Spiros. Uh, you said many times, and we want to get this down on record now, that you trained with Bruno San Martino in the gym several times. And I from what you say... Too. I can name the gym, too. You get, would you like to? It's Tommy Menticello Gym. was 47 on, on Broadway. Right, the Mid-Health mid, uh, right. mid Club. That's right. Right. Uh, Okay, now you are also saying that you beat Bruno San Martino. And do you think that now that you haven't wrestled or trained with Bruno in quite a while, you're going to be years. you're going to be able to beat him tonight? I say I'm positive and I'm, I have faith in myself. I'm 100% sure that I can beat him tonight. Okay, now Fred Blassie, even though he's your manager, we got to say this: he's turned his back on a lot of guys. Okay, and a lot of guys have turned their back on him. Like he's had fallouts with John Tolis. He's had fallouts with Victor Rivera. He's had fallouts with a lot of people. What happens if you find Blassie turning his back on you? For me, I believe Blassie is a great manager, and he was a great wrestler. But deep down, I don't need nobody. I never needed Bruno Sammartino. I never needed Jay Strombo. And deep down now, I don't need nobody except Spiros Arion, that's me. But Blassie did help you get this title match. That's right. He did help me. And you feel that without Fred Blassie, you probably wouldn't have gotten the title shot? Yes, in a way, yes. Now, Jay Strongbow, I know the two of you don't get along now. You've had your, uh, your arguments, and you don't get along with each other now. Do you feel that Jay Strongbow hasn't gotten a title shot because, like you, you were known to be a person that abided by the rules and stayed with Bruno and Strongbow? Do you think if Strongbow left hanging around with Bruno and uh, Rivera and Morales, he would get a title shot? I don't know, but I believe that... If Jeff Strombo he didn't have a title shot, it's maybe because he's not in the scale to defend his own body against Bruno, or maybe, and I believe this is, he doesn't have the guts to go up in the office and ask for a match for Bruno. Yeah, Chief has said that he's never asked. He says he's just waiting. Well, should be a reason why he doesn't ask. And you say it's because he's got no guts. Power. That's the only word. Okay, the laughter with Spiros area. So, yeah, fearless Freddie Blassie. Sometimes he couldn't pronounce Spiros Arion, and he called him Spirios. Let me tell you something. But Blassie was uh, uh, somewhere in the next few weeks, I will have a, uh, a an interview with Fred Blassie. And last night when I was going through my uh, old school interviews, my classic interviews, I found one with the recently uh, deceased uh, Don Leo Jonathan. And okay. I don't think a lot of people have interviews with, with him. 
No, then that would be great to hear. And as always, the After Chat Classics, uh, always entertaining, a great look back in the history of professional wrestling and brought to you by Smart Hold. Smart Hold is a message on hold service for only $35 per month. That's right, only $35 per month. Plus, and this is the best part, Bill, there are no contracts. So let's recap that for a second. Smart Hold message on hold service, only $35 per month with no contracts. If you run a business where you place your callers on hold, one of your most effective and least expensive marketing tools is message on hold from smart hold i don't think a lot of people realize that when you have your caller on hold you have a captive audience replace the radio stations and cd players which by the way is illegal or maybe you have some really bad music that came with the phone or even worse as we've been talking about silence with today's cell phones placing a caller on hold to silence is deadly most callers won't be sure if they're still on hold if they're still connected that's right they'll probably just hang up like you do or i do can you afford to lose that call bill no absolutely not i couldn't afford to lose that call in my business and that's why with smart hold we make your callers hold time more enjoyable and informative while the caller's hold time feels shorter it also makes you sound more professional because with Smart Hold, you get pro voice talent, both male and female, unlimited message changes, professional script writers, broadcast quality audio, fresh background music, music licensing fees, and even a Smart Hold player should you need one at no charge. All for only $35 per month per location served and no contracts. So go to www.smart-hold.com and order today. That's www.smart-hold.com. Be smart, get smart hold. And again, we thank uh, Smart Hold for sponsoring the After Chat and the After Chat Classics. Um, Mac Davis has a match coming up. Is that what you were going to say? No, no. But oh, uh, I, Mac Davis, I am going to be uh, in Waynesboro, Virginia for awesome uh, AWE, Awesome Wrestling Entertainment mm-hmm. on February 23rd. And uh, Mac Davis is going to come and uh, meet me there. I've never met him in person. I'm looking forward to this. Really? You've never met him in person? Never. Oh. Never. And I've well, never been an opponent. I think you're lucky. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he has... Uh, a, a it's rage in the cage on January 9th, 2019. Um, it's, it's going to be a quite a match and I'm, I'm hoping to, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be there. It's, it's in a uh, Valdosta, have, Georgia, but I am yeah. looking forward to hopefully getting to see a, a video of Josh, this. Josh, Bill, Valdosta, Valdosta. Yeah. I, I don't, Valdosta. I, don't know. I, I used to go there with Mr. Wrestling number two. Uh, Mac Davis will be um, uh, in this match, though. Rage in the Cage 3 is what it's called at the Mathis Auditorium. Um, so, yeah, please check that out if you're going to be in the Valdosta or whatever it is. That's it. That's uh, there it. you go, Valdosta. Uh, if you're going to be in that area, please check that out. Support Mac Davis uh, and support him. Uh, if you're uh, a business that could use Smart Hold, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, Everybody needs smart hold. Yes. Uh, yes. Moving, moving on here. Let's talk a little what bit a about our time uh, at the twenty three hundred arena because I think that's going to let's talk. I'd like to talk about the whole weekend 
with Ring of Honor, and then that'll segue into some stuff we wanted to talk about with uh, the Elite. So, um, well, you covered you covered the uh, uh, the Ring of Honor pay per view at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New yeah, York City. Uh, first I was time on I was ever assignment. First time I was ever there, um, and obviously that that's a classic building for a wrestling fan, uh, especially in uh, you know in our area of the country. So that was great to be there. Great venue. Um, I cannot Electric, think. Electrifying, right? The fans. Fans were fantastic. The talent, uh, the matches were fantastic. Uh, I cannot thank the people at Ring of Honor enough. And we're going to be, I suspect, thanking them even more in a few minutes on this show uh, as we continue to talk about that weekend. But um, uh, Joe Coff, I got to see him when I was first there. Um, and... Uh, Carrie Silken, a uh, friend of the show, has been on, uh, he was on our first episode, I believe, um, asked when, when he's coming back, so hopefully we'll have him back at some point. And He was the main man at Ring of Honor for many, many, many years. And still just a, a highly respected uh, member of that team. But, well, he's um, a goodwill ambassador. Yes, and, uh, and he, he presented me with a, a lot of goodwill. It was great to see them, uh, and I, I cannot thank them enough. I, I did not have any business receiving the kindness that they gave me uh it was you know just, what you know what what the man that set that whole thing up for you was a promoter by the name of gary juster gary who was juster. one of the yeah and gary was one of the classic promoters back in the days of wcw yes and i was i was going to get to him the next night because i actually didn't get a chance to meet him until the next night um but yes but again um Thank you to, to Gary Juster as well. Um, yeah, I, I could. It was such an amazing opportunity to be a part of such a special uh, night there um, with the, you know, not just with the elite, and a lot of it was, you know, focused around them kind of wrapping up their time with Ring of Honor, but just everybody on that card <laughs> just put forth so much effort, had so much. Um, I, I mean, I, I sound like I'm just blowing smoke here, but I was. No, it's uh, a team. It's a team effort. I've I've been yeah, going to Ring of Honor for years backstage, and there's they're they're one of the few dressing rooms anywhere that everyone is on the same page. Yeah, it was just uh, just professionalism through and through, and um, a great great night and a great show and great opportunity to be there. Um, and again, thank them for, I, I thank them for that. And now Bill, I think we can move on to Saturday night. Uh, Yo, that was in Philly, you at know, the 2300, uh, arena, the old ECW arena. Um, first of it all, doesn't, it doesn't stink anymore. No the ECW smell is gone. As uh, blue meanie told me, they put some lipstick on that pig. It, uh, it, it, yeah, very, <laughs> um, very different from from what it was back in the day, or so I hear, because I've never I had never been there until uh, this past January. It was the first time I was ever at the arena, and that was post uh, the renovations. But um, and from the looks of things, it looked like renovations from backstage. Renovations are still ongoing. Um, yes, yeah, it's, they're making it so nice and clean. And Roger, yeah. uh, the man who owns that place, mm -hmm. is always looking to make it better. Yeah, and. Uh, so I want to, if I could, could before I talk about what, what our part was there, if I, I just want to, again, I want to thank Ring of Honor. You know, it was one thing to have me as a guest to the show. And I understand 
Um, a lot of it was, you know, my connection to you and the fact that especially being backstage that I was there with you and the respect that you have over the years. But at the same time, uh, it was a, a career, the career highlight for me. Um, wow, my time you, in the wrestling Josh. business was being, uh, was being at that show on, on Saturday night, being backstage at the ECW arena. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll move on from there with everything. But again, th- well, I thank, go to it. Well, go no, it, I just God. wanted to thank everybody in the locker room for, um, they got for having me be there. And well, they I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm taking an they opportunity. You know, I usually am as sarcastic as I can be on here, but I wanted to, it, it, it genuinely. And I think the after chatters listening to this, um, you know, anyone growing up a fan of ECW, a fan of ring of honor of any of that, uh, can understand, can, can imagine what I must've been feeling there to be back there and just going, wow, this is incredible. This is just amazing. And the most amazing part was what you and I had the opportunity to do, uh, during this TV taping and Bill, do you want to take it away? Yeah, we, uh, as you know, we have, uh, been presenting our first ever annual awards for several different non WWE categories, after chat podcast awards and several weeks ago we were on the uh, being elite show um the uh, dave lagana's great series uh the, with the uh, national wrestling alliance yeah the 10 pounds of gold 10 pounds of gold we were right. not on being the elite no although no, i no, i've no, looked every my single bad. time they've had an episode that they filmed while we were backstage i have looked mm-hmm. and we have not made it and that's my fault no, that's next fine. time i'm going to jump in front of their camera but I want to thank uh, Dave Lagana for uh, filming uh, that because we did give uh, Cody, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, the uh, male wrestler of the year. Um, we also have several other awards that we'll be announcing well, we, shortly. We gave the uh, we gave the tag team of the year to the, to young, the young Bucks. Bucks. Um, the, yes. both of those are available youtube.com slash the after chat. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do. Um, both very fun interviews. Um, and but this uh, night, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say we have the, uh, the female wrestler of the year. We are not announcing yet. Um, not yet because we're hoping to have that, uh, presented in a, in a special way. Um, and speaking of having, the awards presented in a special way. Uh, we do not have something to put up on YouTube for you for broadcast team of the year because we didn't film it ourselves. It was filmed by the Ring of Honor TV crew live on stage uh, at the Ring of Honor TV tapings in front of the entire crowd there at the 2300 Arena. Um, we presented the uh, broadcast team of the year award to Ian Riccoboni. And Colt Cabana. Wait a minute. Didn't you want me to just reveal that? Didn't you just say, Bill, don't you want to? Yeah, but you didn't get it. But you you did it. Yeah. Well, you did it live. So I did it on the podcast. Well, no, we did it live. Yes. Well, that's true, but... You're I, the I one who technically say... said their names and introduced them. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. Congratulations. It's exciting. I, I, I got overzealous here. But, yeah, no. Uh, I got overzealous. You got overzealous. No, it's all right. Congratulations to Ian and Colt. You both deserve it because not only are you entertaining to the fans, but you are educators because if somebody starts watching Ring of Honor for like the first time, you can jump right in and they mm-hmm. kind of 
always bring you back to what has happened in a certain uh, in a certain feuds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they're just great together. And I hope I hope when Ring of Honor is at Madison Square Garden that they will be the broadcast team. I I'd be surprised if they weren't. And uh, yeah, so there was an, an absolutely incredible experience for uh, myself and I believe Bill. I can speak for you as well uh, to be able to be. Have been. To be announced out there, um, to come out, yeah, I know, uh, to come out there on the stage and, um, you know, well, look, here's the thing. This is my first time doing something like this. You're, everybody knows Bill Apter has been presenting awards for decades uh, to some of the biggest names in wrestling history. And I'm not saying that this was just another day at the office for you. This was obviously very special no. for you. But one of the reasons that I'm, I'm just kind of blabbing on and on here was I'm still kind of pinching myself over this to... Have the ring announcer announce my name, uh, and and walk out at that arena for this company, and be able to be uh, even such a small part of that show was really uh, incredible for me. And so that's why I think I'm still kind of I'm talking well, over right. here, no, kind of going I'm glad crazy. You feel that, that so. I'm glad you felt that way. Yep. And they announced you, and I do want to say something. Bobby Cruz is an excellent ring announcer. Oh. However, <laughs> however, I didn't however, know if you were going to say it or not. Go yeah, for it. he announced me from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I haven't been with them in 21 it, years. In fairness, Bill, he announced, I believe he said, from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Josh Chernoff and the legendary Bill Apter. And you have not been there in 21 years. I have never worked for Pro Wrestling <laughs> Illustrated. So And you never will if you keep this up. That, but no, I, I want to explain I, to the fans. Uh, no, I want to explain to the fans that uh and we'll we'll talk about this on another show that it's been over twenty years since I've been with them. I still mm -hmm. love them. You should still buy their uh, PWI comes out uh bi monthly right now. They're uh uh well, you, know, you can't you can't buy it you can't buy it monthly, Bill. It only no, comes buy, out every buy, Oh no, that's I can't. good. I like that. That's good. Uh, but uh, right now they're PWI um, uh, a women's uh, 100 is out with Ronda Rousey on the cover. Yeah. So it's a uh, – oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I believe she's a female wrestler of the year. Yeah, I female. You're on the awards. Female wrestler of the year or number I'm one. Confused. No, I think she was number one in the in their top 100 or whatever. Well, yes, I, whatever what it was, was, it, was uh, it was a polarizing decision there. Uh, but I will say Ronda Rousey at TLC, um, she's fantastic. And anyone who is still, oh, she's just a, a name and that's why they, no, she's awesome. I'm sorry. She is she awesome. Is. She is. Well, um, late, next, next show, we should talk a lot about Ronda Rousey. Okay. Well, as well, I'm just trying to stay on the topic at the moment because okay. I also want to thank, uh, Joe Coff and Gary Jester and, and, uh, uh, the people that put that show together for as many years as I've been doing this, I'm still awed in the dressing rooms to see what goes on there. And it was so great. And this is a feeling that hopefully, Josh, you'll feel uh, once in a while is that wrestlers that I have only seen in dressing rooms uh, overseas, like Zack Saver Jr. and Marty Scroll, when they come to the United States, they're so like, hey, Bill, mate, how you doing? It's 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 still going back, even with the younger people, it's still going back to the family. And I love that feeling. Yeah, I really I, one feeling I'll, I'll tell you that I had, um, which 
you know, may or may not have been reciprocated uh, by by one Colt Cabana. Um, and I'm just kind of joking there. But the, uh, you know, my time down in OVW, uh, one of the guys that I um, loved hanging around was Colt Cabana. And um, we would, you know, kind of all go out a- as a group. Um, I didn't travel with Colt, but we had, you know, plenty of times out at uh, 4th Street and I actually had an opportunity one time was in a battle royal was eliminated by Colt Cabana. Um, wow. but he was always just the most entertaining guy in the locker room. Um, and just a, a great guy in general. And for, uh, almost 11 years later for me to be able to be on that stage, uh, a ring of honor stage with Colt Cabana knowing He's how saying- much he means to ring of honor, uh, was yeah. really meaningful to me because he is absolutely somebody that I looked up to in that OVW locker room um, and have been a huge fan of. So, uh, you know, I, we were standing on stage and I, I, you know, on stage we said congratulations to Ian and Colt and, um, you know, behind the scenes, uh, all I had to say was thank you for having that, giving us that opportunity to be able to present them with that. And one other thing, Bill, that I want to say, you mentioned that this was uh, these awards were given out. These were non WWE, um, and that's true. And one of the reasons was we we knew that if we were going to present the after chatters with these videos or with you know these announcements of who was going to win these awards, we knew that we wanted to be able to actually present this talent uh, to them in some way, be it the videos with the Bucks and Cody, or being able to be there at Ring of Honor, and that we wouldn't have that same type of access with. Um, with the WWE. However, we don't don't know, to be honest with you, it might not have been video. It could have been photos. We don't know. We didn't pursue that. But when you and I were talking about after chat awards, we talked about let's not do WWE because everybody does that. Right. However, I want to just make a point that in my opinion, uh, the awards that we have presented thus far, um, I think if you put the WWE in the mix, I still stand by our choices for male wrestler of the year, for uh, tag team of the year, and for best broadcast team of the year. And and female wrestler of the year. Right. Well, I said the well. ones we've already done. I didn't even yeah, want to. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I agree. I though. agree. I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to make that point that it wasn't, uh, okay. you know, oh, they're the best ones of the year, not in the WWE. You know what yeah, I mean? but, because... but we consciously we consciously avoided doing WWE awards because again everybody focuses on them. This is for the rest of the wrestling industry that there are still other companies and other competitors that don't work in WWE. And they need to be recognized. Yeah. And we did it. Yes. and, and but We I, did it. Yeah, we did it. And uh, But no, I, I, I don't think it was anything wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to – but I, I don't want people thinking that uh, that it was some sort of like consolation prize for us to be able to present Colton no. Ian with this award. In my opinion, you can count the commentators in the WWE. And this is not – to insult, this isn't insulting the commentators in WWE, but in my opinion, I think across the board, uh, I think that they were they're the best team. I do too. So now, speaking I just, about that's all I wanted to say. Team. Think of thinking about a, in the home stretch here. Mm-hmm. Speaking about a team on that night at the twenty three hundred arena, 
Mm-hmm. It was the swan song. It was the the farewell of the elite, the young bucks, uh, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes. Mm-hmm. They have left Ring of Honor. They're gone. They're gone. So I think in the next few weeks, we need to fully discuss what's going to happen as this unravels what they're going to do. But I just hope that this company that they have allegedly started, which mm-hmm. people asked me, am I behind this company? Am I the benefactor of the uh, the, the elite? Who asked you this? Of, of the uh, several people at the other night. And I even discussed it with Cody. And Cody said to me, you're the guy behind this? I said, I can't. I can't discuss it. People are hitting me with I'm behind this. Uh, I can't comment at this point because that one oh when you said oh he said you're the one behind this and you kind of winked at him and he instantly called triple h and said do you think maybe you were still on the table were you upstairs in the dressing room when i had my conference with him no i was not because out of respect to the locker room to the dressing room no don't hypothesize okay out of respect Uh, i decided to stay in the uh tv area right right so uh so my question to the fans and we'd like to tweet this out is mm-hmm. um is where were you watching ring of honor because the elite were there or are you watching ring of honor because of it's ring of honor which is what i think most people are doing that because mm-hmm. now that the the elite are no longer there do they become a friendly ally to ring of honor what happens here yeah that's really th- that's really interesting, um, and we'd love to hear. You know, tweet us at the After Chat on Twitter. Um, I, 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 I'm curious about that as well. But what I will say is, um, after watching you know live these Ring of Honor shows the the uh, past weekend, um, they are while while Cody and the Bucks and Hangman are uh, incredible and and will create a void with their absence. There is plenty of talent, ready, willing, and able to step up and fill that that void. I agree. And and to me, I look at this, and if the All Elite Wrestling Company uh, promotion is actually going to happen, and this is a thing, to me, this is just so much more exciting as a wrestling fan because now you've got two incredibly talented uh, locker rooms, right? Yeah, you have more to choose from. Exactly, and that's that's only a good thing for wrestling fans. It's only a good thing for the wrestling business. And I think, based off of a conversation that you were not uh, privy to, I think we will have a good amount to discuss uh, on our show that drops January 11th. Um, so, as it relates to the elite, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we're there. I know there are some really big things coming for these guys. Um, and, you know, obviously we wish them the best with it. Uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, I do want to say one thing. Um, Cody and the Bucks, they are stars. They're fantastic. Um, and Brandy. Adam, and Brandy. Adam Page, uh, Hangman Page, when I watched his match at uh, live at, um, you know, I saw him at All In, and it was great. But I watched him at uh, Final Battle. And all I just, I kept looking at this guy going like, how is he not 
one of the biggest stars in wrestling right now and he's and he will be like that's all like he just there's something he just has something about him his work in the ring his intensity i was just uh really just blown away yeah, no, he's, by his he, performance. He's an excellent, he's an excellent yeah. wrestler. Josh, the clock on the wall is telling me that I have to go to another assignment currently. Oh, I could just so keep going. That's fine. I know you can. I'll do another I know hour. You can, but, but I have to get to this other commitment right now. I want to thank all the after chatters for staying with us. I want to wish all the after chatters happy new year, of course. Merry Christmas. Um, I was I was getting to that too. Okay, well that comes and, uh, before New Year's, so I thought you had just skipped it. Well, no, no, not at all, not at all. Okay, it's fine, not at all. And uh, um, thanks for sticking with us through twenty episodes. That's great. That yes. we're all a big we're all a big after chat family right now. Josh, thank you for your uh, excellence co-hosting. Uh, thank and you, Bill. For Christmas presents, uh, uh, my book is Wrestling Fixed. I didn't know it was broken. Yeah, it's still out there. Bookstores, Amazon.com. You can follow me at B after it. Um, at I'm sorry. You can follow me at after one wrestling on Twitter, or you can email me at B after one wrestling.com. Josh, I got to go tell them where to find you. Uh, before I do that, I just want to tell people very quickly. I mentioned my so says Chernoff uh, at, at youtube.com slash the after chat, but also check out on one wrestling video. Dot com, a great interview that Bill did with Dalton Castle. We were talking about Ring of Honor. Thank you. It was hilarious. It was really a lot of fun, and I just enjoyed it thoroughly, and I want to make sure the After Chatters check it out. You can find me and on Twitter. And by the way, yeah? Josh, wait. Before you go to where they can find you, I will have some upcoming interviews with uh, Nick Aldis mm -hmm. that we taped at uh, Ring of Honor. Yes. Uh, finding out why he was there, and also... Um, uh, Kelly uh, Klein. Kelly, Kelly Klein, yeah, the new Women of Honor uh, world champion. Yes. They'll be coming up soon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at so says Chernoff. You can find me uh, on Facebook at uh, slash so says Chernoff. Uh, you're going to be able to find me at a something slash so says Chernoff sooner or later. I'm going to have an announcement coming up hopefully in the next week or so about that. Uh, and uh, you can find us theafterchat.com at theafterchat on Twitter slash the after chat on facebook at the after chat on instagram bill uh this has been a great show this has been a lot of fun it has but i have one thing to say josh what's that we'll see you at the matches yeah i thought that was what you